Welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. If I had to make a list uh, relating to uh, this particular MyTunes guest of mine here this week, I'd probably have a list of the bands he's not been involved in or with in the Isle of Man. It'd probably be an easier list to put together than those who you have played uh, with. Please welcome to my jeans, Martin Thomas. Welcome. Good morning. Thank and you, Mark. It's lovely to have you here. As you know, you were mentioned in Dispatches last week by, yes. by Jeff Jepson. And yes. You've been on, on my sort of radar for, for well, forever, really, because we know each other well. We play in various bits and pieces together. But I want to go back to where you started because you're an amazing guitarist you're a wonderful drummer i know there's other things that you can get your hands on as well born <laughs> in the isle of man when did the music all start well it started the day that john lennon got shot oh wow. quite honestly and that kind of totally turned us onto the beatles you know and i was age 10 mm. i can remember being told kind of completely clearly uh, by a friend in school and uh, and the next thing you know it's all over the news obviously we watched Help, I think, which was on the telly that night, and then the new John Lennon record, and then my dad's record collection. I remember him playing me the first kind of singles in order, um, and uh, he played me Please Please Me, and it was just like, bang, wow, yeah. that was amazing. And the Beatles have, like with so many people, have been there ever since, really. I mean, before that, I did play in uh, Onkin Silver Band for a few years, so I then the Cornet and the yeah. Flugelhorn, which was yeah. great. But then after that and getting into the Beatles so much, um, it was guitar and, you know, I had guitar lessons for a little while on a on a classical guitar and then I'd earned my electric guitar for Christmas from my mum and dad. Wonderful. Yeah. So it was guitar, well, brass first, yeah, then guitar yeah, and yeah. then a bit later the drums. That's right, yeah. I mean, we got very well supported at Balakameen and we ended up playing in a kind of school band uh, with Mrs Norris and Mrs McDowell and what, what have you. I think Mrs McDowell picked me up as having more chance on percussion than guitar because I wasn't really very good at all. So I ended up going to, to percussion lessons through the music service with oh. the amazing Eddie McCowan. Yeah, um, yeah. And through that, the Manx Youth Orchestra, and through that, the Manx Stage Band, uh, Manx Youth Stage Band, with Steve Wortley. And I played guitar in that, actually. But all of that stuff was just brilliant, brilliant experience and brilliant exposure. Well, it's a real sort of growing ground, isn't it? And experiencing playing with different people and different sorts of music. When did you decide, or have you never decided, which one you like best? Do you know, it comes and goes. I mean, <laughs> I met my wife, Jenny, in London. At that point, I'd not long known Jeff, actually. I met Jeff in London, even though we'd been to school together and didn't know each other. We met through a mutual friend. And in that band with Jeff, I played the drums. And um, we moved back over here for a few years, a few years after that. And I bumped into Dave Wade on Prospect Hill. And he said, oh, it's good to see you. Just starting the blues club in Laxey, getting the house band together. Do you want to come and play guitar? And I knew Dave from having played with Raw Deal when I was in my sixth form, which I played drums in. I've got no idea how he knew I played the guitar, really. And then and Jenny kind of sort of said the same thing. She said, oh, well, I've always thought he was a drummer. I didn't realise he was a guitar player, you know. So um, it kind of comes and goes. Sometimes the guitar is the thing, sometimes the drums is the thing. And what about the brass? Does that ever come out again? No, it doesn't really. No. I mean, my daughter was learning to play trumpet, so I kind of, we've got a trumpet, but... um. 
Yeah, no one really wants to hear that. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> Let's have your first piece of music. And you're going back to that era when John Lennon sadly died. Absolutely, yeah. Well, do you know, I was looking through my kind of records and things. The first three records I bought, The Model by Kraftwerk, yeah. Town Called Malice by The Jam, and Golden Brown by The Stranglers, which as a first set of singles wow. from Woolies is pretty good, isn't it? Very impressive. But I think the first album I bought was Yellow Submarine by The Beatles, because my dad had all of the early Beatles records up to Sgt. Pepper and the later ones he had on tape, so I didn't need them, but we didn't have that one. So I went and bought that. And the tune I've chosen off that, which I think is my favourite off the lot, is Hey Bulldog. Doesn't get played often enough. we 
yesterday, when I introduced you to my MyTunes guest, Martin Thomas, I said it's easier to talk about the bands he hasn't been in than the bands he has been in. But I, I'm, I'm going to turn that around now, Martin, because we've got to just have a little go at trying to get a list of bands who you have played with here on the Isle of Man. Do you know, I've written a list, actually. Go on. But then. it's not exclusive. <laughs> uh, not exhaustive, sorry. I mentioned yesterday the Manx Stage Band, which... Was, although it came through the music service, was a kind of great sort of 20-piece swing band that we'd play at dinner dances and, and concerts and all sort of things. And that was... Um, I've got to name-check that one. Okay. There were various um, bands in when I was in school, you know, with some... You mentioned Raw Deal? Good, good, yeah, Raw Deal when yeah. I was in sixth form. And that, that came out, actually, of playing in the sort of pit band at West Side Story at King Williams College. Ah. Me, I was playing percussion, and my friend John was playing the drums, and it was quite a big band. And um, the bass player in that band was the bass player in Raw Deal. So at some point he said, oh, you know, come down and play with us. And the interesting thing about that, up until then, when you're in school bands or teenage bands, you practice all the time and then you may play a gig every now and then. But these guys just turned up at Bushies in Victoria Street every other Wednesday and just played. And so he said, oh, just come down and bring your drums down. And I was completely reticent to start with. But that kind of changed my whole view on what you can do playing music, really. Yeah. So there was that, and then I think that's when I was in sixth form. When I went to uni, I had a band with a few mates just playing raw dealy sort of bluesy things, really. And that was where? That was at Leeds University, Leeds. actually. I did civil okay. engineering okay. Uh, originally. And then I used to go busking with my mate Jeff, a different Jeff. Okay. Um, we actually went, we used to do a bit of busking in Leeds and York, and we went round France one summer. So that was, uh, that was all good fun. Then I was in London, and I met Jeff through a mutual friend and um that's our jeff that's jeff, our jeff jepson yeah. yeah had a great great band there playing the drums jeff and uh two lads from canada they all three of them wrote songs they would each sing lead on their own song the others would do the harmony vocals and um and i'd just sit at the back and play the drums and then i mentioned yesterday about dave wade the original big wheel yeah. blues band yeah. uh in in laxey and then i think i got asked to play as part of that at one of the Big Wheel Blues festivals with the, with Jimmy Burns from Chicago. And that's when I met Dave McLean properly. Yeah. And Dave has been great and really supportive. Uh, that was Jimmy Burns. That was the, the Burns unit was that yeah. band. Um, yeah. So um, that was cool. And then, then I went back to um, uni and studied architecture sort of in my late 20s, early 30s. I played in a band over there that was in Liverpool with um, Professor Frank, who you may or may not have come across. But I met him at the Blues Club in Laxey. He'd retired. He was a retired undertaker. Wow. And he'd come up from uh, North yeah. London to yeah. retire over here with his, his wife, who was yeah. a regular man. He'd moved back and he lived in near Southport. And I bu- literally bumped into him at Strand Street one day and we kind of <laughs> exchanged numbers across. And then that was, that was great. Frank was a brilliant kind of boogie-woogie piano player and a brilliant kind of really authentic, crunchy guitar player. Really, 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 really good fun. And then when we moved back over here, which was 2010, Dave McLean was in touch straight away to play in a band with him, which was brilliant. So I was playing with Dave in a band with his daughter, Alana, who's now yeah. kind of stratospheric, relatively. And also with Loose Crew, who I had known kind of on and off over the years. So that was great. I met a good friend in Dave's band, Stephen Kerrison, who's now in Liverpool. We had a little Beatle band going for a little while, a little Beatles power trio. Wow. Yeah, which was amazing. Actually, learning those songs, you, you don't really realise, learning all those songs that you think you know is amazing, fun. Yeah, yeah. But he moved away, unfortunately, so that didn't uh, didn't go any, anywhere, really. The Love Me Dudes, that was the best <laughs> name we great, had for that band. Um, yeah. Um, and then another school friend, Mike Seed, who has 
played in some amazing stuff on his own, amazing singer and songwriter, and had an incredible band called The Chasms with a guy called Richard Quirk. Done some great stuff with them, completely off-the-cuff stuff with them. And then recently, a couple of jazz things playing the drums, Cool Hand Fluke, which uh, we just played last weekend on Friday yeah. at the Winterfest at the Gaiety, which was a fabulous show. Recently played, ended up playing the bass of all things in a wow. kind of jazz thing for... You just, I, I you know, did warn you, I did warn you, listener, that this, this man, there's, there's not a lot he can't do, well, really. I just keep, you get asked, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just not very good at saying no. And then there's the big current blues club band, which I've been playing the drums in for a few years, which, which is great. just wonderful to have you in that. Let's have another track. Where are we going to go today? So when I was at uni, I used to listen to a lot of music when I studied architecture. We did long days and long nights, actually. And trying to pick something out of that was really tricky. But um, I've gone for a track by Mark Hollis, who was from Talk Talk, and his amazing album from 1998, and the track is called The Daily Planet.
Yesterday on My Tunes, we discovered that my guest, Martin Thomas, also uh, got involved with the bass. He hasn't yet picked up the trumpet again or the flugelhorn. He's busy on the drums. He's busy on the guitar. You're busy everywhere. Now I want to talk to you about architecture because not only um, is it your sort of huge daytime pursuit, mm. but also you have a ridiculous uh, similarity to one of my favourite TV presenters who dabbles in architecture, Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> and when I look at you from a distance without my glasses, I think, oh, it's Kevin MacLeod in uh, Strand Street. What's Kevin MacLeod doing in Strand Street? Am I the only one who's ever mentioned this? You're not the only one who's ever mentioned Thank it, you. no. And I did have a good line in uh, Kevin MacLeod impersonations good. at one point when good. I was at uni. So, yeah. Yeah, let's go back, because the, seriously, the architecture, civil engineering, um, and then quite late you went back to mm. uni to do the architecture. What, what happened there? Well, I graduated from the engineering just into a recession and tried to get a job. Well, I did have a good go. Moved to London with uh, with some friends and um, ended up working in one job or another. And then eventually decided we. I was working in a bookshop in Piccadilly in London and met my wife there. And uh, we kind of hatched a plan to move back to the island, save up some money. And then I was going to go and study architecture and she was going to study teacher training. We did that. It took a bit longer to save the money and do it. but um, And then I was really fortunate, actually. I was kind of all lined up to do a part-time course in Leeds. And the Isle of Man College, as it was then, brochure dropped through the door with the examiner. Lo and behold, they were trying to run an architecture course in conjunction with Liverpool University. So I met Pat Tutt, who has become a really good mentor and friend and is now our photog- photographs all of our work which is great she's a brilliant photographer so I studied a year in the Isle of Man College with Pat and with Ian Coulson in the art department and then I went into the second year at Liverpool Uni and um, from there which was uh, amazing I mean they were so supportive they uh, because I, I was working in the finance sector at the time and to take a step out of that and back into education 
they kind of made it so easy and were so encouraging. It made me really feel I could do it. Not easy to do, finance-wise. Um, yeah, that's a long story. But then, as it turns out, uh, Jenny didn't go to teacher training college. So she stayed working in the... She worked for a recruitment company here while I was studying. Being a mature student, I kind of approached it like a job. You know, I was in the studio early. I left late and I kind of worked quite hard did, and I did well. So yeah. that, was, that was good. And you're involved in coordinating architects here. Well, we, a number of years ago, in fact, I think it might be 10 years ago now, we set up the Isle of Man Society of Architects. And we've been a bit dormant for the last few years, but we're just kind of trying to pull something together to launch again in the new year. So hopefully you'll hear something about that then. We've got a couple of events lined up um, sort of in the sort of early spring. So, uh, yeah. Look forward to that. Now, tell me about when you're looking at a project, which are the ones that fire you up? Uh, are you a bridge man or do you like tall buildings or do you like libraries? What, what sort of, yeah. where, where do you go? Well, we've done our bridge. We did the, with my business partner, Karen Horncastle, and we did the bridge at Castle Russian, the replacement drawbridge and sort of yeah. all sorts of ramps and things in there a number of years ago. The, the majority of work we do is on is on existing buildings or or actually a lot of it is on old buildings or registered buildings or buildings in conservation areas. So, I mean, it's always really, really interesting. We really enjoy putting together the story of a building, actually, trying to unpick where it's come to and, uh, and then try and put together that story that helps you kind of understand what to do with it and where what's the right thing to kind of do in this day in in the 21st century one of the practices i worked for in england before i moved back over here their real specialism was doing really good clear modern architecture but often in a historic building so for example fort dunlop a lot of people know from driving past yes very much so So they did they spent probably 10 years working on that from a exhausted tire warehouse into a kind of fabulous office development that uh, really all the things they did it did there really clearly kind of modern and sort of simple and amazing so that's an iconic building it is now, yeah it as is. you're driving down Absolutely. the end of the original m6 not the bypass not the bypass to, yes. straight yes. through the town yeah, yeah. wow let's have wednesday's tune a tricky one this i had to choose something by john coltrane the tune i was going to choose like my desert island discs yes <laughs> coltrane tune is 20 minutes long so i've kind of let you off that one one of my favorite records was by john coltrane and duke ellington partly because they're kind of from such different worlds of jazz and different eras but the kind of mix of the two is really magic they each brought their drummer and their bass player duke allen playing the piano john contra playing tenor sax and uh, and soprano sax and um so they alternate the rhythm section alternates tune by tune sometimes it's the straight ellington version sometimes it's the more out there coltrane and they're all ellington tunes so Ooh. they've all got that kind of really rich lineage already you know the tune i've chosen is angelica recorded in 1962 this one features Elvin Jones on the drums, who has got to be in my top three drummers, and Jimmy Garrison on the bass. Thank you. 
We've had an adventure in architecture, drumming and bass playing. We touched on that, but in guitar work. And we've travelled all over the UK with my guest this week, who is Martin Thomas, best known here on the Isle of Man for drumming and guitaring. And you mentioned, a co- you've given us a sort of insight into who floats your boat from both of those disciplines. But let's have a little deeper dig into your sort of favourite guitarists and favourite drummers and why they inspire you. Where okay. we, can you take us into that world of yours? Yeah, OK. Well, drummer-wise, mm. I'll go back to Elvin Jones from yesterday. Yes. So he's a you know massive, massive drummer. Came to light in the late 50s and sort of through the 60s, he just uh, was at the sort of forefront of not quite free jazz, but totally on the edge. And he's always on the edge. There's a great movie clip worth looking up um, I don't know what the movie is, actually. I should have checked beforehand. But it's a cowboy movie, and there's a bar scene. And he basically comes in and shoots a man ah. and then gets up on the stage and plays a massive drum solo. It's one of the best <laughs> movie clips you've ever seen. Absolutely amazing, yeah. So there's him. He's massive. Then I'd say Ringo. I love the fact that Ringo always gets a bit of a hard time, but uh, he's just unique. We played Hey Bulldog the other day. Yes. Um, and... Uh, you know, one of the things I love about that song is that they're, all the Beatles are on it, you know, and Ringo is absolutely knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Just absolutely, absolutely love it. And I think I'd say the last one, I'd say Tony Allen, who we'll come to maybe in a little bit okay. today. And I've only really kind of come to know his kind of work after I heard this record we're going to play later on. So, uh, yeah. Let's just move quickly to the guitar and guitarists who inspire you. Okay, I'm going to say George and John Lennon yeah, from yeah, the Beatles. Yeah. Um, love John Lennon's playing. You know, when he gets hold of it and he, he rings the neck of it. One of my favourite Beatles stories was told by uh, the late George Martin when he persuaded them to go and do this final Abbey Road album. Uh-huh. And he talked about that solo on near the end of Side 2 where each of the Beatles, apart from Ringo, obviously, play a solo and they take it in turns yeah. in that end of that closing stage of Abbey Road. And he just described their faces. They were having so much fun trying yeah. to outdo each other on those three. It goes round. They're playing just in, in series and goes round a couple of times. And uh, I'm just that, that idea of them just letting rip in their own way, Absolutely. all three of them. Yeah. And fantastic. Kind of each of their personalities comes yes, out. Yes, it just, really it's does. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so they're, they're a safe. They're, they're safe yes. up there, you know. <laughs> and I think. The jazz guys, I'm going to say John Schofield, who was like a, I think to start with, was a find on a a record, you know, kind of in the like 80s and 90s when you found out about things sometimes just by buying it and seeing what it sounded like, you know. Apart from the Beatles, are you comfortable really with any old guitar playing? But do you consider yourself to be a jazz man? Well, I'd love to be able to play jazz guitar, but it's just a step beyond my brain, you know. I've kind of managed to busk it on the bass. Yeah. And interestingly, kind of prepping for one gig in particular and then playing through the summer with this with band has been been really good fun. And I found that I was really, really cramming for, like I got about two weeks' notice to do it. I was either working, eating, sleeping, or playing the bass. You know, it was, yeah. there was nothing else. And I learned enough of the moves to get through that gig. <laughs> but I found, like, taking the next step into being really competent instead of just getting through it, really, really difficult, actually. Yeah. So... You're in high demand, not just <laughs> Jeff Jepson, but people all over the island. Yes. Well, a great gig coming up with Jeff, actually, I must uh, mention. And Good. one other band I haven't mentioned, 
that I play with quite a lot is Truman Falls. Yes. So I play the drums with Truman Falls, and now Jeff has joined in, got in on the act, playing guitar with Truman. So Is this the one coming up at St. Ninian's? That's tomorrow night, Friday yeah. night, uh, and it's an annual thing. I mean, I don't know how long we've been doing it now for. Originally, it was set up as a fundraiser for Gry for the homeless charity, which unfortunately uh, is no more. So the last two years, we've done it for the food bank. It's a great night. We've also got Rachel Wilde's uh, choir. So they, they'll they do a spot. Jeff will do a spot. I'm playing guitar with Jeff. Yeah. And then um, there's the Truman Christmas show rolling into town. Lovely. Well, that that's going to be a great night. Tomorrow night, St. Ninian's. Let's have your final track of the week, Martin. Final track of the week. Uh, I was trying to think of something new that I had come to recently. Um and the the best thing I could come up with was from the start of lockdown, actually, Tony Allen, who I mentioned, he recorded an LP with Hugh Masekela back in 2010. Hugh Masekela died in 2018. And at some point they picked it up, recorded some more material, put this record out in March 2020. And it just totally became my working at home soundtrack. You know, every morning, this is the first thing I listen to. And then Tony Allen died, unfortunately, in, in uh, I think, April 2020. So becomes even more poignant i think but it's a great great record there's so much space in it thank you for taking us on a heck of a musical journey i'm going to use that word it's not cliche at all because it has been a musical journey have a great night tomorrow excellent thank you and uh this is robbers thugs muggers and a bit of something else something else something else i've run it down there sorry (laughs) (laughs) tony allen hugh masakela my guest martin thomas thank you great thanks mark Baso butateli maliyako, baso ba. Okalajan, baso butateli maliyako, baso ba. Niti okalajan, baso butateli maliyako, baso ba. Okalajan, baso butateli maliyako, baso ba.
Tony Allen, Hugh Masakela, thank you. Martin Thomas for choosing some amazing tracks on this latest My Tunes podcast. Join me, Mark Tiley, whenever you can, 9.30 to 11, Monday to Friday, and we'll have a little break over Christmas, but there'll be all sorts of festive offerings in my place, and quite rightly so. So if you don't catch me this year, I'll see you at the start of 2024.